This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the rare occurrence when Chipotle doesn't give you diarrhea, and now you think a statue should be made in your honor. <laughs> Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage, and then is heard no more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. The only podcast that believes Macbeth wasn't going crazy. He probably, he was figuring it out. He was (laughs) was going to be a good king. (laughs) I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss the 2015 Macbeth. Yes. Second time seeing this, um, obviously with Shakespearean stuff, it's a lot better seeing it twice or sometimes three times just to get the dialogue completely down. Yeah. Uh, I loved this film. I liked it a lot. It's cool. It is. It's really. It's a visual like masterpiece, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think it's my favorite Macbeth. I think Roman Polanski's version of Macbeth was like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the the Cold War Patrick Stewart one too. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a lot of fun. Um, but I mean, this has a lot. I mean, so mm-hmm. Macbeth for me is like my favorite Shakespearean. It's top tier piece of work. Like it really is. I've read it uh, twice mm-hmm. and. One of one of which was forced upon yeah, the high school stuff, high school. <laughs> just like the Crucible a couple yeah, episodes back. Yeah, uh, and one time I was like, "Let me give it a shot," because I remember in sitting in my class and I was like, "I hate reading, but this kind of sounds cool." So I wasn't fully paying attention, but I was like, "This, this sounds kind of cool." You're like, "It's badass," <laughs> witches so, and fighting and yeah, shit. Yeah, so I was like, "Let me go back and read it," and then I read it, and I was like, "Yeah, out of everything, I'm not like a diehard Shakespeare mm-hmm. um, fan, but." I respect the man a lot for yeah. like all the the accomplished works, and like I, I'm not a big fan of like Romeo and Juliet, um, but Macbeth uh, is probably he, my favorite. Did he write Julius Caesar too? Yes, uh, Julius Oedip- Caesar's really good. Yes, Oedipus Rex. Oedipus. So I remember in high school they were like, yeah, there was like one story beforehand with like a bunch of fighting and wars. We're gonna skip that one and go to the next one. And I was like, <laughs> are you fucking with me? We're going to talk about a guy who wants to bang his mom. Yes. <laughs> that was the one we read. <laughs> um, but yeah, like definitely Macbeth has like always been kind of like, it's so standout-ish yeah. that it's like Macbeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's right there in front of your face. Mm-hmm. So. So Macbeth came out in 2015. It was directed by Justin Kurtzel. Uh, I want to check out more from him because he's done like a few more movies. Uh, his brother actually did all of the music too. Yeah. And then you have a pretty good amount of people in this film mm-hmm. obviously michael fassbender plays macbeth you have marion cotillard who plays lady macbeth you have david david Lewis who plays duncan uh patty gets murdered yes <laughs> <laughs> boy oh boy does he get murdered uh patty Considian who plays banquo you have jake rayner from midsomar who yeah. plays malcolm and then, of course, Shane Harris, who plays McDuff. Shane Harris is always just, he's just like, I love him. He's, he's just like everywhere. It's kind of, I feel like he's becoming like, uh, he's you, only you doing know, like, like the seven, what is it called? The seven circles of yes. Kevin Bacon. Yes. Where, where it's, it's like, the, you can't go like seven films without go, somehow getting back to Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that's like where he's at, where like, he's just popping up everywhere now. Yeah. I mean, he only does like period pieces, though. If it's you notice. always medieval. <laughs> yes. It's always medieval pieces, but he's awesome. Yes. It. He's really great. Except for Prometheus. He was in that. I don't. I haven't seen Prometheus in so long. It's not that bad. Yeah, I remember. I remember enjoying it. It's not, every, and everybody hating it. And I was like, "But they were gods. Yeah. And they created <laughs> us. This is kind of cool." It was okay. I still did. I'm waiting. Fucking twelve years still for what the fuck the opening means of the, the guy, the engineer drinking the goo and, and then, then like, just disintegrating. disintegrating into the water. 
I'll get it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So if you don't know what Macbeth is about, then I guess go back to 10th grade because mm-hmm. you, you have to know what Macbeth is about. Or if you're in 10th grade, then you know exactly what <laughs> Macbeth is. <laughs> uh, but basically you have a nobleman who gets convinced or swindled, I would say, kind of by his wife yeah. in order to... Uh, murder somebody murder. and basically take over the throne mm-hmm. and what you what you have is so in this movie what you have is like a real spiral into insanity which is fantastic which is like the one thing that i really really enjoyed about this movie more than the other interpretations of macbeth mm-hmm. because in the other versions of macbeth I don't feel like they really made it like where he was actually going like insane. It was yeah. kind of more like he was just doing what he had to do. And the wife was kind of pulling the strings. And this mm. one, they pull it back a little bit where it's like, no, he's going insane. And she's actually not even pulling the strings anymore because she is in the beginning. And then yes. she's like, oh, my God, what have I created? <laughs> <laughs> Which was a was I it was a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. It was so easy to like that was because I have very few things bad to say about this film um but that was the one thing that was kind of like weird for me was like how easy it was for her to just be like hey go kill duncan yeah and he was like nah and then the next night he's malcolm like, gets uh named prince and he's like okay i'll fucking kill him yeah he's <laughs> like hey let's have awkward sex and then yeah you'll kill him because <laughs> it was awkward it was it a was weird sex scene. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um but no but i mean obviously visually this movie mm-hmm. is probably one of the greatest visual accomplishments i've ever seen in film it the beginning fight with like the slow-mo and then like back and forth was really really cool um the ending fight scene too with like everything that beat red yeah i mean the colors are the colors are insane very bladed and i I love how the colors are actually like like representative of things Mm -hmm. like you can tell like when like the anger or bloodshed is like occurring it's red when the characters are like more like in their deep of thoughts it's greenish blue i thought that was smart yeah plus to the place that they filmed this whole thing at is gorgeous yes beautiful and i think it was scotland it is. Um, it's some place. I think like Sky or Scrape or something like that. Scrape, Scrape, Scrape Scotland. Scrape. <laughs> Gorgeous place to visit. Um, I guess the fog was like super thick, so like a lot of it was it like just... actually just fog. Yeah. Um, I guess Marion too, like almost died while filming this because like she walked off and then they couldn't find her because of the fog, and then they found her in like a muck pit where it was like up to her knees and had oh to pull my her God. out. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. Also, Natalie Portman almost got cast as Lady Macbeth, which I could see. I thought it was mm-hmm. Natalie Portman for when when she first showed up. I thought I was like, "Oh, Natalie Portman." I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not Natalie Portman." <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, they kind of look alike. Yeah, which I mean, I guess so. They're like, if we can't get Natalie Portman, let's get somebody that <laughs> resembles her. Yeah, because I've never seen like Marion before. I don't know, like, but she she was really good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked her as Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, visually, this movie is absolutely like jaw dropping. Yeah. Um. I think it really reels you in, like, in the beginning with the fighting. Yeah. Just so in that way you're kind of prepared for, hey, a good portion of this movie is just going to be Shakespearean dialogue after this. Yeah, so that was, like, the one problem. that. So I have, like, two issues with the movie. Mm -hmm. One of which is the dialogue. And I don't know if I... Look, I think Michael Fassbender is a great actor. And I think that he did a great job portraying Macbeth. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just I feel like I feel like Michael Fassbender does really well in roles in which 
he's like a brooding man. Yeah, he's got a weird filmography of like between like comedy and serious stuff. Yeah, but when he goes when he goes into like, I I feel like this type of role is his bread and butter. Yes. Um, and I just don't know if anybody in this film really nailed the rhythm of Shakespearean dialogue. Yeah, I felt I personally felt like they. I felt like it, it, the, it just felt a little clunky and mm-hmm. especially in like certain scenes. And I almost feel like this movie would have excelled a lot more if they didn't use as much dialogue and the film was almost just being visually told to you because that's yeah. kind of what it seemed like they were going for in the beginning, in right? the beginning with mm-hmm. the, with the fighting and, and you get, yeah. So like he's, like, you know, they're at that battle and then you have this like, First off, the slow-mo is insane. Yeah. Like, it must have been, like, 120 frames a second. Like, <laughs> it was just, like... I mean, it literally looks like paintings. Yes. Like, moving paintings. It's It was just beautiful. It was like Zack Snyder you know, directed you know, that well, part. No, kind, but you know what it kind of reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, What was that? 300? Lars von Trier film. Um, uh, what, where the Depression. Oh, uh, Melancholia. Melancholia. That beginning, that beginning that was the only good part where yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. fuck yeah, yeah what is yeah. this? So, like, it really kind of felt like Melancholia mm-hmm. um, with just, like, how beautifully crisp and clean and just how it the movement and that, that slow-mo movement was just gorgeous. And, I mean, yeah. obviously the lighting and everything was, like, was incredible. Um, and I feel like it would have been a better film if they maybe relied more on just visual storytelling like i don't i'm not saying a full-blown like silent film yeah but just but i mean the score in this film Mm -hmm. is absolutely Mm jaw-dropping like they are the the music is so good yeah and 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 the visuals are so incredible like i feel like we really could have maybe excelled a little bit better if we just kind of cut out some of the dialogue Mm -hmm. Because, look, when you're reading Shakespeare, I mean, they're they're verses. They they literally they're called verse one, verse two, verse mm-hmm. three, right? So like, there is a like certain kind of poetry and like rhythm to it. And I just don't know. I feel like it just was a little clunky and awkward, and it makes it kind of off putting for somebody who doesn't know what's going on. Because one thing that I did, I sort of appreciated about this movie was that they don't hold your hand at all. No, like, it is if you don't know Shakespearean. If you like don't, two two. Well, yeah, that and also like they don't tell you who people are. Like mm-hmm. they just, <laughs> they just kind of like expect you to know. This movie was like made for somebody who who has read Macbeth mm-hmm. and enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, now I'm gonna go back and, and now I'm gonna watch this movie. So I know everything and I know who everybody is. But like even like the soliloquies and stuff, they're yeah. not like done the same as, as they are in the in in the actual you know in the in the playwright as they are. Uh, in this in this movie, they're not they're not exactly the same, but I mean, it does stay pretty faithful. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell when there are certain parts where like they kind of adapted some stuff. Yeah, um, I know like the biggest one too was the director Justin. Like, really, he had like this one girl that was on set and like really enjoyed her, and then put her in with the witches because there's only supposed to be three. Yeah, and then um, there's yeah yeah there's just like this little girl, and I guess like he just was like, oh, I want to like add her to it because I think like she is a talented little girl, even though she doesn't say anything. She just yeah. takes a necklace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they added in like a couple of things too, like in the beginning with like the, the baby dying. 
hell of a way to open the story. Mm-hmm. Um, just baby death. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it was really cool because I think it was kind of like very subtle where later on the witches are holding a child, and I think that is supposed to be like Macbeth's child. Yeah. Um, and then the ending too is like a little bit uh, different from the actual story, which we can get into later. Right. Um, with that being said, though, I do believe. I, I agree with you where it's like there are some moments where it's like it doesn't flow properly. I still think that Mc, uh, Michael Fassbender did an amazing job in this I think film. He did, I, did a, I think he did a really, really incredible job too. And I would go so far to say is that this this is one of those films that is perfectly paced. It's very, very well paced. Like, I, I, I was like, okay, it's two hours long and like I felt like 15 minutes went by and it's already an hour in. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, so much has actually happened <laughs> too. Yeah. So it was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So the the big chunk of dialogue between fights doesn't feel like it's that long mm-hmm. because you have this, like you said, this amazing forefront thing of Macbeth slowly going insane from killing Duncan yeah, and seeing these ghosts and seeing all the people that he's murdered on top of the witches yeah, and then his wife like leading him down this path. And boy, oh boy, did he fucking murder Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, thought it was just going to be, like, a quick stab. No, no, no. It's like, and, and the music that they play with it mm-hmm. makes it sound way more aggressive. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just straight up, like, taking a chunk out of his chest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my la- my only last gripe that I had with it, and it kind of goes with the, um, like, although the slow-mo and all that was really gorgeous and beautiful, I felt like it didn't actually make sense narratively. Mm-hmm. Because, like, things, like, they were fighting in that battle, and then there would be, like, a slow-mo of Michael Fassbender just, like, looking at the witches. And then, and then it would cut back to him just in the middle of a battle again, Mm -hmm. like, fighting. It's like the editor kind of fucked up on where to put shit. Yeah, like, it just, it just didn't seem, it didn't flow right, Mm -hmm. I guess, was, like, my, was, was my biggest thing. And with all that slow-mo, and it kind of just never, it kind of was always like that throughout, throughout the film was just... They were they were really gorgeous to look at, mm-hmm. but I felt like it kind of took me out a little bit because I'm like, what's going on right now? Yeah. Also, he didn't cut him from the nave to the chop. <laughs> that <is laughs> that true. was my other biggest gripe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see full on cut in half. I want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I thought this was a really awesome version of Macbeth that I think a younger audience would definitely. Um, I think that they would be more prone to sitting down and actually watching it. Yes, because it has a lot more of like visual and like fighting stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, dude, the ending—it looks like Macbeth oh, is like on so, Mars. It's so gorgeous. That's why, like, it, it just, reminded me so much of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, like the way that they use that color filter for it. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. I think it's prettier than Blade Runner. It's, and Blade Runner had a lot more money, so <laughs> it, it made a lot more sense as to why in this movie than in Blade Runner 2049. Like, yeah. there it was like, oh, well, it's a planet. Whatever. Right, yeah. Um, here it's like, no, like, shit's on fire. Like, literally everything is on fire in this movie. And it's like, okay, like, you can say, like, it's a little dramatic, but then you look at shit, like, a, from a few months back of California and their color scheme. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's fire. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it really is. I mean, literally, almost, I, I, I don't know if there's a scene that there's not fire in the, in the shot. Like, mm-hmm. the thing about, like, the, the the great thing about the cinematography is it's all kind it all looks to be lit with candles or actual flames or yes. torches or whatever it is or just regular lighting from like the sun right so you have like the flickering of the flames 
dancing around on the actors and actresses faces as they're talking and it just adds like this element i mean this movie really focuses on like the brutalism of that era like, yes Macbeth, the the actual like playwright like doesn't it's not it's it does it, it's not that dark yeah, it doesn't give you the goods <laughs> yeah, yeah it doesn't give you like that type of interpretation of like what it is but i guess like going back and reading it you're like well yeah i mean these people are fucking like this is they're you know, brutal yeah and I mean, everybody's covered in dirt mm-hmm. and blood and mud, and everybody, everyone just has to have just swamp ass like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that one scene where you gotta have the shirtless sock. Right, of course. That's um, always the case. Um, another thing too that, like, the one other thing that I was kind of like eh, on was while I loved the scene of after he sends the men to kill Banquo, and then you find out like. You know, the reason why was because he wanted Fleece to, like, be killed. Mm-hmm. Because the witches proclaimed that, like, you know, he would be the father of kings. Right. Um, And it was really awesome where it's like, oh, I wear, like, a false crown. Yeah. And when he's having the whole speech with everybody there, and the guard comes in, and he's like, oh, you got blood on your face. And it's like, yeah, it was Benquo's. And I was like, well, what about his kid? And literally, he is screaming at the fact that, like, why didn't you kill him? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why is nobody giving a shit about this? <laughs> like, obviously, McDuff is because he's kind of realizing, like, you know, Macbeth's gone off the deep end. Right. But everybody else is just like, no, like, whatever. We're just going to stand yeah, here. Yeah, everyone's just like, ah. <laughs> Except for Lady Macbeth, who was like, hey, calm it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he does it, like, three more times. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Th- but again, like, that, I thought that was kind of, like, an interesting interpretation of Lady Macbeth where, like, because again, in mm-hmm. al- almost all the other film ad- adaptations, she's always like the driving force. Yeah, and and she's the one who's like pushing him further and further. And in this movie, she does. Mm-hmm. But then again, like I said, like I feel like she kind of gets to a point where she's like, I've created a monster. Yes, which is awesome. Which I really liked. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really really cool like change of pace to watch it because I mean, again, I've seen probably three versions of Macbeth, and it's like. Mm-hmm. They kind of all generally play out the same, but this version was like, no, we're going to change up some stuff. And that version of Lady Macbeth, which I think is kind of funny that that's her name. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just Lady yeah, Macbeth. Macbeth and Lady Macbeth. Like, <laughs> um, well, then there's also Lady Macduff. Right. Uh, it's just like women's names back then were just their husband's names. Yeah. Well, it's but like in the Crucible, in it was it. like Goody Proctor, like right, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, that change of pace for Lady Macbeth to be kind of like, wait a minute. Maybe I've created a monster here. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed yes. that. And that's why, too, like when when you get the spot, too, of like him burning Lady Macduff and the children. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It just it, absolutely it, it, like final act of like you went from insane to tyrant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was so cool. And then, of course, too, with like Lady Macbeth dying. Which I don't think, do they ever actually, like, explain in the story how she died? Like, is it just, like, she fell ill? Yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah. All right. Um, like, his speech, like, the tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow again speech, I thought was amazing. It's good. Yeah, like, he really, like, poured his soul into it, and that was kind of the final moment where it's, like, he now has no one left. Because the child died in the beginning, his son died in battle. Lady Macbeth dies now, and it's like he has nothing else left to lose, and he literally can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, and he and he does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's great. It, yeah. It, it, it was very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Also, too, I don't know if you knew, Michael Fassbender is the fourth person 
who plays in the X-Men films to play Macbeth. Oh, really? Yeah, because, um, was it, uh, Patrick Stewart obviously yeah. was in the Cold War one. Um, James McAvoy played in a play of Macbeth. I knew that, yeah. And then Ian McKellen played, um... Who's Ian McKellen? Magneto. Old Magneto. Oh, okay. Um, he played... Uh, Macbeth 2 in like one version mm. so it's literally both versions of Professor X and both versions of Magneto played <laughs> Macbeth <laughs> which was cool it's a rite of passage I guess yeah um, yeah I mean no this movie was awesome I mean a visual treat mm. um, you can't you, you can't I, I don't again I don't think you would be bored yeah you might not understand what the hell they're saying but subtitles <laughs> <laughs> subtitles are a thing <laughs> so I mean if that's like the if, if the honestly if the only thing that like is off putting is is the Shakespearean language, you got to just get over it mm-hmm. because Macbeth is a it's a classic for a reason yeah and the story like that is which is kind of like the Green Knight sort of like mm-hmm. it's about legacy it's about like who, it is a story of a man becoming yeah and it's tried and true and i think that this is obviously this is one of like the early versions of it but i mean this is one of the best versions of it and especially with the witches like it's just yes it's so good Mm -hmm. um i i think uh eight out of ten for me i give it nine out of ten duncan killing daggers (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's 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 a it's a beautiful beautiful film Mm -hmm. the score is absolutely is uh really really like it really accentuates what the cinematography does Mm -hmm. michael fassbender is incredible yeah he read the script 200 times to get into role i mean it's one of those i mean that's a lot yes but i do feel like you need to understand yeah every single like every single thing that you're saying you have to know yeah because there is a difference between like you know most actors today that can deliver a good performance like just doing regular dialogue right but he's delivering like emotion and like facial features while delivering Shakespearean dialogue. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. No. So I, I definitely commend them for this. Yeah. Good choice. Thank you. It was awesome. I did a good this time. Yeah, you did. I definitely want to check out more of, um, Curzel's stuff though. Like he has like two other movies and I watched one, um, like the trailer of it. Oh, like he's got the, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, he did that. Yeah. that I'm not watching that. That's um, uh, but he did, uh, some movie called like the true history of the Kelly gang. Yeah. Yep. That looks really cool. So maybe eventually, but I have a recommendation, Frank. Sorry, I was looking. I was looking at. His, uh, <laughs> I was looking at his filmography. He does, he's only done like a couple of things. And he's got some stuff. He's got mm-hmm. the turn, the turning, which I've never seen, but I heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, Nitrom. I don't know what that is. Looks nope. like it's a short though. Is it? A, I, I think know. it's pronounced Mitt Romney. Oh no, it's not. It's a. Uh, it's an hour and fifty-two minutes. Okay. It looks. It looks something like Yorgos Lanthimos would have made. Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah. I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> He's got some stuff. I love that. All right, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's got Caleb Laundry Jones in it. Yeah. Landry Jones. Yeah, who needs more work. Love that guy. He's good. I love that guy. He, he, he needs more shit. Like, what? after Get Out, he needs more shit. <laughs> <laughs> give him stuff to do. Give him, give him more things. Yeah, he can play a badass. But anyways, uh, Salem, Massachusetts. I went there, like, last week okay. on vacation. And um, really, really cool. Uh, a lot of <laughs> you're just recommending Salem. Yeah, I'm just recommending <laughs> Salem in general. Now it's a drive for us. Like it was like a four hour drive. Um, I went with my fiance who had to go to the bathroom once every hour. Every hour on the hour. And it there was literally one time where like she, like we passed like a rest stop or we were coming up to a rest stop and I was like, hey, do you have to go? Because you know I don't know when the next one's gonna be. And she's like, no, nah, I'm fine. 
and then we pass it and was like actually i think i have to go and i'm like are you, are you fucking kidding me <laughs> now i gotta look yeah um but once we got there like really really cool so it's a very small kind of town really um and you can honestly do like everything in there in like a day and a half probably mm-hmm. but between like everything just walking distance um and then our hotel was really cool too like it was literally right in the middle of everything so we just walked to places all the food there was like super good um because like the pier is right there you have like super fresh seafood and then we we got to go on like some different tours and like museums and like we actually did like a nighttime like ghost tour of like all the haunted places in Salem. Was it spooky? It was pretty spooky. There was like one there was one house where it's like basically like this girl who uh got like smallpox or something like that and they were like we have to annex you to the um to the attic until you die. And this happened during your tour? No. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> we still don't have a cure for smallpox. <laughs> um but yeah, like and then it was like I guess at night you can just look and like she'll just be looking at you. Oh. And it was like, oh, cool. Um, so we looked in there and then I was like, I thought I saw her for a second and then it was just a reflection of the moonlight. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think I like, can take that. <laughs> my tiny heart. <laughs> but it was really cool. Like you can do a lot of stuff in there um, and the shops are really cool. The only downside is, and I don't know if this is how it is like during Halloween time because I heard like it's crazy there during Halloween time. But... uh everything closes down around like eight, nine o'clock. Okay. So it's like, Hmm, it's a little, uh, little early for, yeah, right. For this town. That's cause this, that's cause the ghosts come out. Well, yeah. You got to wait for the ghosts. Gotta, yeah. That's their time. <laughs> <laughs> they wait patiently throughout the day. <laughs> but yeah, Salem, Massachusetts. Awesome. Cool. Frank, what are we doing next for Zach, our discussion? We are going to be doing some of our favorite guilty pleasure films. That. Most of my films. <laughs> All of your <laughs> I have. I only watch bad films or bad movies. Um, so I'm pretty excited to kind of talk about movies that we would probably not normally do <laughs> on this podcast. Like, mm. I don't think that we would really probably recommend them like the, to actually like deep dive into them. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be fun to just kind of like give them a little tip of the hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you so, deserve this. Yeah. So uh, look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, hail Macbeth. Hail Macbeth.